All right, our good friend and yours from uh, On3, 93.7 The Ticket and Life in General is Stephen M. Sipple. Good Thursday morning, my friend. How are you? Good, and how are you guys doing? We are doing well. Um, So after last night, and your partner in the mornings is a ardent Nebraska ball uh, supporter that wears his emotions on his sleeve. I'm sure that it it was a little emotional for him today. Uh, What do you think... After things that have, and I think Fred, part of it, found the formula this year, um, but now he's got to supplement it with some dudes. What do you think is next in the Fred Hoiberg era at Nebraska? Well, what is next? It's hard to answer the question. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that you stick with the way they operated this year, which was dramatically different than it's been, but it worked. It worked to a you know, it worked. It didn't. It didn't produce enormously great results. But it was fine. I just think you just go forward, and <laughs> I guess what you you have to hope is that he finds impact players in the portal, and that's kind of where it's at right now. Um, there's no question they made progress. There's no. There's no question. That, you know, winning six of eight down the stretch. Was good. Last night was a step back, obviously, but I think by and large, I think by and large, you'd say the fan, Nebraska fans feel good about the overall picture. I mean, you, you don't have to work too hard to find some that don't. Um, it all kind of comes back to Fred's a very popular figure. Fred Weber. People like him, and they want it to work. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where we're at. He gets, a, he, he gets a lot of leeway. I mean, and to, the good guy factor really works in his favor. Uh, Sip, the, it, you and I have talked about this before with the 1890 initiative and how it has impacted football. I mean, is that going to be a big thing to watch for here in the, the coming months for this basketball program and, and trying to fill some major holes? I mean, do you feel like that it can have that type of an impact where it could potentially be a difference maker? There's no way Nebraska could get the program to where it's at without NIL. Yep. There's just no way. Yep. Without a good NIL operation. There's no way. I mean, there's – no, he's got to go get impact players. Impact players. It's not just filling a few holes on the roster. Right. Um, I replaced Derek Walker and Sam Griesel. Uh, Emmanuel Bandamel. Those aren't yeah. role players. I mean, those are guys that he counted on heavily. So he's got to go get impact guys. There's no way you, in this day and age you go get impact guys without a formidable NIL operation. Unless you're a blue blood, but those those teams have formidable NIL operations. Creighton has a very formidable NIL operation. Yes, they do. And it's paying big dividends for the Blue Jays. Yeah, and it's it's well organized. And I also don't don't you think as we've you know, we're what, a year and a half into this NIL and now that we're into collectives and Nebraska's 1890, which on the football and volleyball side has been very uh, productive for those programs and for those student-athletes. Aren't you also sensing that when you run a collective, and in this case the 1890, the more aggressive you are also shows you the belief in the guy that's running the program that you're supporting? Like the Creighton NIL... They know Mac's got a deal going, okay? And they want to help Mac because they're supportive and they believe in Mac's, what his track record and where he's got the program going. So I can say, 
you know what? They're going to go to bat for whatever he wants and whatever he needs. Now will be the first test of, as the 1890 has kind of taken over men's basketball, How do the, what is their belief in Fred and getting this turned in the right direction where they can be, you know, knocking on the door of the NCAA tournament this time every year? Isn't that something oh, to look forward to? Point. Yeah. When you say they, I assume you mean donors and boosters. Yes. People who. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is sort of a referendum in that regard. You And I think, and again, I think most people, I think Fred has won over most people with Nebraska's play this season. I think people are very proud of the, how hard the team plays. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I think that, I think you'll, I don't think it'll be, I mean, it's, uh, we don't need to dance around the subject. It's, I don't think it'll be hard to raise money. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be hard for Matt Davison to go to go um, elicit funds from prominent boosters, donors. That's what you're talking about. Yep. And that's yeah. I, I don't think it'll be hard to do. Sip, does does Trev? We were just discussing this earlier. Does Trev need to make any type of? you know, formal announcement, whether through statement or in any type of media appearance that, you know, Fred has the full backing, he's 100% back. I mean, is there an, is there enough question that you, as an athletic director, maybe feel like you have to confirm that? Nope. I don't think, I don't, I, I don't think he needs to do that at all. Um, Cause I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a question out there. Um, no. Uh, and I don't, I think by doing it, you're, you'd almost be creating that, mm sort of discussion that create creating that sort of narrative. No, I think it's completely unnecessary. I don't think there needs to be a statement or anything made by Trev. You don't think we need a Sean Icors tweet? <laughs> remember those remember the remember <laughs> no, those days? Right after the game. Yes. Not that type of situation. I mean last night was rough. Um very it's a very interesting conversation to me. It is, because Minnesota is at eight and twenty one going in there, but they don't look that bad to me. I don't know if that's I don't know. There wasn't that much separation between the teams. I thought, now having said that, I thought Nebraska, I was shocked by the result, especially given the fact that Jamison Battle fouled out with nine minutes yeah. to go. I just thought at yeah. that point, I mean, Nebraska will, will, will pull away. Um, they'll get the lead and pull away. But um, it's, a weird, it's kind of a weird game. Yeah, and, at that, and I said it earlier, what else could you want? I mean, there were a lot of things that we're right there for the taking, and you just didn't seize your opportunity. Now, this might be a better question for your uh, your partner, uh, Robin Washett. What's your read on Tominaga? Because I thought it was interesting last night. Going back to the NIL conversation, it involves Tominaga. Andy Katz pops in from the sidelines last night and starts talking about how NIL for foreign athletes could be changed in the offseason by the NCAA that would allow them to make some money. Now, I'm guessing he more than likely got that from Fred in a discussion about, hey, what's the future of Tominaga? What's your read, or, or, or again, maybe this is better for Robin, but, but I'm asking you, what's your read on Tominaga and what he does next? Well, I mean, I just think it's, it's hard to get a, a really good read. There's going to be serious discussions probably. Well, it depends on whether Nebraska gets in, it, in the NIT or not, but I just I think it's kind of a an open-ended discussion at this point. Um, Tomonaga's got to figure out what's on the table in the professional ranks in Japan. 
and this and then it, then it becomes on this side it does become an NIL discussion. You know, the immigration and naturalization services involved now in this NIL discussion for foreign athletes, but I just bureaucracy moves so slowly it'll probably take lawyers getting involved um, to speed it up, but how quickly can that occur? Can it occur by next season? I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's sort of I'd say a pretty complex discussion as it relates to Casey. Now, the part that you don't hear about a lot is Casey. I think Casey wants to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And if he believes, I mean, Fred knows how to produce NBA players, um, clearly knows how to produce them and understands that world. Maybe that is a factor that sways Casey. Um, some people scoff at the notion of Casey playing in the NBA. I don't scoff at it, but I wonder about the defensive part. I mean, if you watch these teams, they just go right at him. Um, um, so I, I don't know. I, it would be. I, it's critical, though. I understand why we we talk about it so much. It's critical to have him back. Um, that doesn't mean the the program hinges on it, but man, it would look a lot better if you got that twenty point a game score back because he's be, kind of become that now. So, yeah, it's. I'd say we're two weeks away from knowing that or three weeks. Hey, Sip, I did want to ask you a football question. This this question was posed to me yesterday, and I think you'd be a good person to answer that. And we were talking about what Matt Rule's doing during winter conditioning and, you know, having the competition and, you know, the point system for, you know, the, the teams. And, you know, we heard from Thomas Fedoni and, you know, Chief Borders, and they kind of explained a little bit of that as well as Matt Rule did. Somebody asked me, but don't haven't they've done similar things before? We just don't know about it. Matt Rules being a, is doing a much better job of sort of disclosing that information. And I initially said no, not the, at least not to my knowledge. But I I, I want to ask you how different from what Matt Rule laid out, what they're doing in sort of the, the winter conditioning part of it, and sort of that team building concept. How different is that to previous you know coaching staffs that you remember? I don't know that it was. There was an exact same formula. I think there's there's an element of uniqueness to what rules doing mm-hmm. um, with teams, team competition, and having the guys go to um, other events. You know, like beach right. volleyball events, and right. gymnastics, and such. Or baseball yesterday a, when it's forty degrees. <laughs> yeah, I think there's. It's, I think it's pretty unique. I've heard of that here in any previous years it, it's not unique that the team is working hard sure. you know, all teams all America right now are going through quite a you know it's a challenging time for the kids um, but no I do think the team building aspect um, is fairly unique and it makes sense a lot of what rule says makes makes a lot of sense to me and he touched on it the other day where he was remember he was saying this team is has very, very competitive. He said highly, this is a highly, highly, highly competitive group of guys. And he said sometimes, you know, winning and losing, especially, I'm paraphrasing, um, you know, when you talk about the team trying to get over the hump, and that's what Nebraska's been here. It's not like they've been bad. They just haven't been able to get over 
And he's kind of laid out how he's trying to do it, or at least critical elements. And one is teams with good chemistry often do win close games. I mean, that, that, that banding together at critical moments and having a team that's, that plays for each other, that's part of the formula for sure. And, and as his attention to detail, and he's stressing both those things. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think he sized it up. Mm-hmm. I think he sized up the situation that Nebraska. I mean, I continue to say, and people really, some there's a faction of the fan base that really doesn't like it, but I, I just don't think they're that bad. I think it's, I think they got pretty good players over there, and I do think they're fairly close. And if and if you do have a team with good chemistry, a team that is that does pay attention to detail. Um, you know, you, you you can have quite a bit of success. And I think that's what kind of what Rule's doing right now is trying to operate with that mindset. Steve Sibble joining us here on Mornings with Sharp and Handley. And he's very personable in those situations where he's in front of the media. He likes talking football. He likes answering questions. He plays into the wheelhouse of fans here that, that like their head coach to be personable. And, and I always say he is answering the why question which not a lot of head coaches will do, but he's very transparent. There's another part that as I watch him, and someone referenced him as, you know, like like a, a, a Devaney-type guy. I mean, that, that's way too early because we saw the impact that Devaney had. But he gives off, and I don't, I don't think it's fake at all, that he really, really likes it here. And I think to Nebraska fans, their chief head coaches in their major sports – if a fan real if fan feels like the head coach wants to be here and he loves being in that job, they're going to give him that extra and they're going to love him back. Do you get the same sense? And why do you think it is that Matt Rule in a hundred days on the job like really really likes being the head coach at Nebraska? Well, I guess he's in a, he's in an environment that loves the program and loves the sport, and he loves the sport, and I think. He, he appreciates how enthusiastic everyone is around him. Uh, I mean, and when I say around him, I don't mean in the program. I mean outside the program. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, and I think a lot of fans, this is not just exclusive to Nebraska, they want the principals involved to care as much as they do. Mm-hmm. And with, and, and Rule clearly does. I mean, he, he does. Now, again, it's early. And you always got to kind of, kind of, kind of couch these discussions a little bit in the fact that he's never he hasn't lost a game yet. And I wonder what it's all going to look like if, if he goes through a rugged patch. But yeah, he he definitely. I think. I wonder. I wonder this is has he been surprised by what he's seen here? Probably. I mean, I, how yeah. would you know until you're fully immersed in it? And I do think he likes it. Uh, so yeah, I'm, it's all good. I, I like, I love the picture. I, I really do. I love the, uh, particularly as it pertains to the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm 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 optimistic about where it's going immediately. I'm, I'm not. I think it. I'm not you know, predicting any wild things to happen in 2023. But I'm. I think it'll look like a pretty good program. You know, right off the bat. Well, I think they're they're not skipping steps, which 
has happened in the past here that I think has hurt you on Saturdays. So that's encouraging. I want to go back to one quick thing. Um, I do, So he kind of referenced it the other day on Monday when he was speaking, and, and you just brought it up. If you if you know Nebraska football and the fan base and the passion and how much we cover it, it shouldn't surprise you. But I do think that that now that he got into it, it probably does surprise him, and not a negative thing, that the program is like everything, and there's so much attention towards everything they do. And that's not that's not for every coach. You covered enough, uh, Sip, that some coaches are like, whoa, 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 I that that's that's way too much. He's almost like okay. I see it, and he's going to lean into it. I think he does. I think there's been some instances where he's been taken aback, but anybody would here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I I don't know. I, I just by and large, though, I think he can handle all that. It's hard. It is hard to handle sometimes. I I mean, I wonder. I don't know. I just I, I don't want to go. I don't want to make too many assumptions about anything. Because um, it gets pretty complex here, but yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it's been a rude awake, not a rude awakening, but it was. It definitely caught Bo off guard when yep. he would call it in June about a traffic citation of a player, and he was like, "Well, are we really? Are you really doing a story on this?" And I was <laughs> like, "That." And so some, yeah, I mean, some coaches just don't understand because they've never seen that. They've never been a part of anything like that. Rule. I'll, we'll see how it goes on that. Yep. I don't know. I, I just, I'm keeping an open mind on everything and not just, I don't want to assume that he's the perfect fit. I don't want to assume that he's not going to be a good fit. I don't want to assume yeah. anything right now. I, I, I just try to really avoid that, Gary. Yeah. I, I, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and there's a lot of people that are share, share that same sentiment, and I do as well. But for his first 100 days... I mean, he's he's established a nice little introduction. I will say that. Oh, no doubt. Yep. No doubt about that. Yep. No doubt about that. Sip, thanks for your time as always. Have a great weekend. All right. Take care. Uh, Stephen M. Sipple from uh, On3 and 93.7. Uh, the ticket. Uh, the next hour will include a chance to win a gift card from Oscar's Pizza and Grill. Ask us anything. And Brian Edwards. Plus, the start of day two of the high school basketball season. Season. S- state tournaments. What a... The start of day number two. Why did I say the season? It's like day number 90-something of the season. but We I, get what you mean. Still, and we get the funky I, I, court again. I still can't get over the Devaney Center. The court. Yep. State the basketball court. underways. So they don't waste any time. Mustard why, jackets why and a funky court. Why do they have to have all those lines on the know. floor there? And mm-hmm. I think also that throws me off is the little N. Yeah, it's a little. It looks like a little volleyball N. It's like little red. I think it was Marcus. Mm. I think it was Marcus Shear yesterday tweeted out the the floor in '92 of the state boys final at Devaney compared to '97, where you had the big state map yeah. and you had the big eight yeah. logo in the paint mm-hmm. compared to the, you know the, the lot of red on the floor. I think the little red end throws me off on this floor at the Devaney Center. All right, I, they're they're underway. I can't make sense of it. And uh, we'll get you updated on the games that are going on uh, today. Tomorrow will be semifinals uh, in Class A, which. Nobody has lined up yet to see Bell West and Westside to get in for the 6 o'clock game. Well, it's snowing now. Should be a great crowd. There should be a huge crowd there tomorrow after you go and watch the Corn Crushers play uh, baseball and then come over to the uh, PBA. All right. Uh, and the last hour is coming up in a bit on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.